Back again, man, with another episode for my audience. I'm glad to have um, a special guest here with you guys, man. And um, I'm just so thankful for, you know, for my growth through this podcast space. I'm on episode seven now uh, with Perfecting Progression. Um, I'm, I'm back in my hometown, Michigan. And the first thing I wanted to do is make sure that I had some of my roots um, on my platform. And I'm going to let him introduce himself, but this is one of my biggest mentors that I've had um, in my life that kind of, you know, definitely made a, or played a big part and affected a big part of my, um, you know, my athletic career. So I'm going to let him in- introduce himself and uh, we can kind of go forward from there. Hey, what's up? I'm, my name is Reggie Wins from Rising Stars. I'm the CEO of Rising Stars. Uh, looking forward to having a good time. Oh, We're going to have a good time. We're going to have a good talk. I think a lot of people have been looking forward to this because you know how many people you know, but you know how many people I know and so many people in my age group is looking forward to us just hopping on this uh, platform and just rapping, you know, and just kind of giving some game. And I know my guy Reggie, he got so much game and he got so many connections in so many states and it, it just, we're, we're going to talk about it. It's going to be a really, really good talk today and I can't wait for us to dive in. And um, the first thing that we're going to talk about today, um, you know, as we think about, you know, where we start and then how we find our way, how we find our why, how we find our purpose. Um, this first topic is going to be about life transformations and adjustments. So with me bringing that up, I'm going to, you know, kind of pass the mic to Coach Wins. But as I pass the mic, more so about life transformations and adjustments, kind of give us a little um, background about, you know, your football background and then kind of how you develop your love for, uh, for the game, you know, once you were an athlete, collegiate athlete, and, and, and anything after that? I, um, I'm from Pontiac, Michigan. I played at uh, Pontiac Northern High School, yeah. and I played um, everything on the field, quarterback, running back, wide receiver. Mm-hmm. I ended up getting a scholarship to Norfolk. At the time, it was called Institution. And uh, four-time starter, I started four years there. I, was, uh, I still got records from 30 years ago. I'm telling you my age. But I uh, play receiver, kickoff, and punt return. Yep. Um, and, and it was it was outstanding. So I ended up transformation from transforming from there. I came home, graduated, and I uh, got married to a beautiful woman, Danielle. And then uh, I had two children, uh, Eric Wins and Dominique. So football was my life, man. I loved it, and, and I always say football saved my life because I could have been doing other things yeah. besides playing football and out in the streets, but Football saved me, and that's what I'm all about is saving my kids with football. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and, and kind of piggybacking off of that, you know, like when you say football kind of saved your life, once you transform, you know, once you transfer, you know, um, once, you, once you took that pivot, you know, out of, you know, um, the collegiate era, and did you, I, I remember you talking about playing a little bit in the CFL, a little bit, you dabbled, dabbled a little bit. I'm sorry, that. yeah, I, I, um, I traveled to Green Bay Packers. Yeah. Went there for two weeks, cut. Uh, they brought in um, Heisman Trophy guy right? Desmond Howard, and they released me, and then I ended up trying out for Toronto Argonauts, and I played uh, with Arch Schleister <laughs> uh, in the uh, arena league for a minute. But I didn't play long, but I didn't have me at the time to direct me. Yep. Okay, so But I tried out, and I did, I, I did pretty good. Mm-hmm. One thing, I, and what you got to know about me, I was running 4 2 baby. I hear that all the time with, with you know with JC on staff, and I know you guys went to school together, so I always hear him about 
hear him talking about you, you know, you being the speedster guy, you playing slot receiver, and you can't be touched out there. So, of course, I hear those stories all the time. <laughs> um, you know, but it, 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 with you talking about that, um, and you talking about, you know, you didn't have you at the time, and um, kind of going through that period, you know, kind of um, even before, either either before you had your kids or even after, but once you kind of put down the ball, you know, once you put down the ball, and then once you kind of um, knew that it possibly could be a new journey outside of football, and then you kind of got your foot into, you know, the next profession, which I have here, which is um, first choice mortgage. Kind of walk me through how that time and that journey went, and then eventually how you found yourself back to the love of the game. I um, started out at Flagstar Bank as a mortgage rep, mm -hmm. and then I fell in love with helping people uh, with finances and, and getting purchased at home. Uh, uh, Sante worked for me back in the day. I owned two mortgage companies and probably about 14 employees. Mm -hmm. So then the first choice mortgage came in. When I left Flagstar, and I built a team, mm -hmm. and God was good to me at that time, and I mean that. He was great. We made a lot of money. Uh, I got in about 2000, and probably about 2002, and I went all the way. No, not, I'm sorry. 19, well, 1996, I think I got in, Sante. And then I um, got out in 2008, 2009 when mom passed. But I was in the mortgage game, and uh, I was teaching, educating about the mortgage rates, about the mortgage, and it was phenomenal. I had two branches, like I said, again, 14 employees. And I always loved helping people. But I ended up getting back into football, and I never got out of it. Uh, Pinkman Thomas, the football player, not the boxer, his son, and I them training him. I used to come back and forth and train Pinkland and Kurt Blackwell as well yep. and uh, talk to them how to play their prospective position. And I had two, three, four, five people. But I enjoy giving back, mm -hmm. but I enjoy teaching and mentoring. And that's how I got into what I'm doing right now at Riding the Stars. We after that. Before Riding the Star, we started called Playmaker University. Me, Pinklin Thomas, Derek Denham, and Zabe. And we uh, we taught football, lift weights. We had boot camps. Yeah. We had conditioning. Yeah. And uh, we had everybody in our indoor, indoor facility that we rented out from the Pontiac Silverdome. Yeah. So we was all from Pontiac. Yeah. But it was it was outstanding. Um, you can name it, they was there. Mm -hmm. Every top dog was there. And, I, and as I fell in love with not just football, but the process of getting from high school to college and to the pros. Mm -hmm. And it's been a blessing ever since then. And, um, you know, what, what I'm going to also talk about is just where my passion came from as far as, you know, bringing, bringing this to a platform and the title of this podcast being Perfecting Progression. That transitional phase where most kids get to the point of, whether it's collegiate, you know, or whether it's the NFL, whatever level you get at, and then that football is, is, is the love of the game of, that you that you develop for, you know, fifteen, whatever, how how many ever years, you have to put that down for a minute. And now you have to almost rebrand yourself. You have to find what your next purpose is outside of football. And, and so many young athletes, or you know, even you know, um, older athletes. They have trouble finding that pivot, and that's why, you know, even when you joked about it, you said, first choice, Marcus, what you got this on here? And only reason I put that on here because it relates to the platform. Right. It relates right. to the, the, the pivoting process, yeah. in the process of yeah. 
what's going on as, as you grown up yes. and to be the you know Reggie wins that you are. But before yes, you became who I know you as, you had to go through some of these people that you network with and and kind of go forth from there. But you know that that transitional phase, man, and 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 getting out of college and and me figuring out, okay, like I got my degree, you know, what can I do with my degree as far as um, the type of jobs in that degree? What, what what can I do to apply myself? So so many of us. And I've seen it with so many athletes. I don't. I feel like no, not too many athletes are talking about specifically that transitional period and how do you find your gift and your purpose and how do you eventually? Because as you can see, me, I still I, I found my lane in, in in a certain in a certain um, in a certain space, but I still have my. I'm almost doing something like you, like seven on seven. I'm still finding my love right. in the game. I'm not, you know, I'm not physically out there trying to play, but I'm still finding my attachment. To the game, so I think that's important for you to kind of talk about that and and eventually how you how you how you developed out you know the program of what we're going to get into okay. get into next. So you know as we go into and as we transition into the next topic, the next topic would be pouring into the youth. So this is what you kind of talked about you know specifically when you talked about um, teaching these young kids, you know having them go through these competition, have, having a certain program for you know. Co- collegiate advancement and, and things and things of that nature, but kind of talk about the reality of pouring into the youth and why it's so important when we speak about sports is a pathway to success in life. I've seen that on I've seen that on the website, the Rising Stars, a website, and I, and I, I you know, you know me and you know my story, but I think that truly is a big thing to talk about why sports is a pathway to success in life and how you carry yourself and what culture you have around you and a number of different things. It's 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 amazing. And I'm going to backtrack and, and, and tell you my why uh, for this and, and, and why I, I love kids. And uh, my son uh, in 2015 was killed in a car accident. And uh, we was at practice at football when I got the bad news. And my baby was involved with all I did with football. And my passion was to teach him. And I had challenges as a father to teach him, and as fathers all do, right? I know I didn't know how to talk to him. I didn't know how to understand him. You know, at a certain age, as a parent, we have to back off and allow them to be adults. And I had a difficult time doing that. So I was trying to control my son's narrative, how to go, where to go, when to go. And it was hard. But being my son's father... I learned how to back up and, and watch him grow. Before he died, he has made that transition to be a young man and understand finally who I was to him. Now, I'm his father, but didn't he understand I was his friend, too, in conversation and talking and giving direction. We was on the same team. And you know being a son or being a father, a lot of times we forget that, that we're on the same team. We think dad is against us, and, and I wasn't. I was just trying to get the best out of him so he can be prepared for this world. So that was really my why, man. But, man, you know, the best thing about this is not building your brand, mm-hmm. but building kids. Yep. So I can tell you multi-stories, man, helping kids, man. It got emotional, man. and Because you saw a kid that couldn't play yep. become a college or NFL prospect. Yep. Yep. You saw a kid that didn't know how to walk and chew bubble gum by the same time, but became successful because we talk work ethic. Mm-hmm. We talk effort at all times. Now, he may not be an NFL player, 
but we are preparing him, preparing him for life, That's the process of life, what I'm trying to say. Yep. And it was tough. But I enjoy saving these kids with football yep. because life right now, as we know, is rough. Yeah. And we know how many guys we got friends and we know kids you grew up with. How many we lost mm -hmm. because they had no direction? Yep. So if I can save you and push you and ride your back to be the best, yep. I'm going to do that. But it's hard, and, yep. and, and, and we got to get back to saving our community by saving our children. Yep. And it, not just me, but everybody got to get involved. Like, if we put our kids first in life, life is better. Yeah. Life is different. Yeah. But when we take that out of the equation, they don't have no direction, yep. and it's all destruction there. Yep. And I think I can relate to everything that you're saying, especially with the, um, you know, with the age that I'm at now. I'm, 20, I'm 26, and, you know, with anybody, as you get older, you know, more things start to hit you and say, oh, I understand. I understand why this individual was telling me this at a certain point right. when I wasn't understanding it. But just, you know, just the connection and the development of the youth, I really fall in love with that because when you have a certain knowledge that you have, I think it's, I think it's very pivotal that you pass that knowledge down. And if you don't, it's almost like, it's almost like, you know, it's almost like you're no use to the society. No. You're no use to society. But if you can give everything that you have, like, you know, like Coach Wins, he get so many kids that he's helped get in college, you know, and, and it doesn't matter about what, what division or what level it's at. But after going through college, you're more so of a better man um, with certain individuals like Coach Wins and m multiple other people that we've had in our life. But that's one thing that I think young adults or young athletes have really truly understand, you know, as they as they get older and as they have those people in their life, they should kind of, you know, take notes. Because at, at the time, you really not taking notes until you get to the A's, like I said. That's right. And then you're starting to remember, like, man, like, nah, it's really starting to hit. I'm, ha I'm having raps with, with Ray and, and Devontae, Devontae Jenner, Ray Buford. Mm -hmm. we, haven't, we haven't talked about what you talked about 10, Year. 10 years ago. Yeah. But it, it's not hitting us because now we're in a situation where it's like, man, coaches was telling us this every day. You know, so I, I definitely, um, I definitely agree with that. And then as we go into the, you know, the next, um, what I want to talk about now is really with you talking about um, why it was so important for, you know, you know, or how it's so important for the sports to be a pathway to success in life. Now we kind of go into managing, you know, managing adversity. And I've seen this on um, also your pro your program website as well because. A lot of this stuff, you know, I've gone through my ups, I've gone through my downs, and I've gone through my ups again, and so many people have. But managing adversity and being good to great. And I think when you talk about being good to great, that really is the difference between certain individuals being able to handle certain adversity and piercing through that adversity because that's when you really become great and that's when you really become a master at saying, like, certain things might be tough, but... They really not. You just got to keep pushing. And it, just talking about this is so broad when I talk about managing adversity. But I think being in a culture of being around you and and and, and the people at Southfield and the things that we've learned, there were so many things that kind of got us ready a little bit for managing adversity. But sometimes, like you said, you know, when you're talking about your son, sometimes you got to let them bump their head on Absolutely. their own. Absolutely. You got to let them bump their head on their own. And it's hard. And I can, I can see it in your eyes. And I can see... Even as a father, I'm not a father, but I can see where you where you truly don't want to let their hand go. You don't want to let the hand go. You want to make sure that they're making every step 
that's correct by almost your decision. But you really got to let them just learn on their own. So, yeah, kind of talk to me about, you know, either your experience of of dealing with kids or your own experience with yourself, just managing adversity and what really good to great really means. It's it's, um, it's a tough thing, man. So what I do with my program and to manage my kids' adversity, so I just don't put you in school. Mm -hmm. I don't put you on the field. We all need that conversation, encouragement. And and I, I I called Dior a couple times and gave Dior the daddy speech, but then I gave him the coach speech. And now it might be a different language from his father, but I had to give him that conversation. Now he may not heard me at the time, but like I said, he thought about oh, he coach is right. But you just can't tell your kid to do something. You got to call him, follow him, and check up on him. I go to the campuses, I talk to him about life, and it's tough because we had in the process of going to school. You lose friends and, and, and you get kicked out of school and whatever take place, we have to encourage them to keep going. And that's by a conversation. That's by prayer. So we have to make sure that we talk to our young young people and keep them motivated because life is difficult. And you're going to have hard times. And you're going to need that encouraging word that somebody you need to listen to. You know what I mean? And I did it with my son. And, and, and it's a funny story, man. And I was to be on my son's head about, Doing things on time, doing things right. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, Daddy, I need a car, I need a car. I like, okay, when you start handling your business, getting to work on time, I when you show improvement in life, I'm gonna do that, right? So he had to keep pushing and keep pushing. And uh, I drive up there, me and my dad, I bought a car and I drive up there, man, and I see him riding a bike. He riding a bike from his apartment in Saginaw to the mall. Mm-hmm. He said, Daddy, take the bike back home for me and uh pick me up when I'm done. You know, I picked the bike up, and you know the bike had two flat tires. He was pushing it. He was riding the bike with two flat tires because he didn't know how to fix it. Mm-hmm. A flat. So, I mean, I, I'm just, you know, in, encouraging things, but more or less, more or less communicating and to help put him in the right direction. And I ended up buying a car the next day just because of the fact I showed the advancement and encouragement mm-hmm. and, 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 and developing in life. But I ended up giving him the opportunity, and everything I told him, he ended up progressing to that. And that's why we ended up buying him a car. And, you know, about to graduate and do all that good things, man. But we have to continue encouraging and communicating to our young teenagers or our young kids mm-hmm. to deal with this adversity. Mm-hmm. But parents, get out the way. Yeah. Get out the way. Yeah. Allow him to fail. Allow her to fail. Pick him up. Dust him off. Go ahead, baby. You can do it. Mm-hmm. I got you. Mm-hmm. Because I, I tell people this. You be a mother and father when they're born. They turn 16 and 17. You got to become a parent coach. Mm-hmm. You got to start coaching your child up through life. Mm-hmm. And that's never going to stop. Yeah. But you got to build enough confidence in your kid that he knows that you're for him yeah. or for her. Yeah. And, and I realize, and, and that's how I manage adversity. I, I communicate, allow them to fall on their face. And you're going to get in their butt, mm-hmm. but you're going to be emotional sometimes. To, to watch him grow and graduate. And I, I'll give you another example. Uh, Marquise Thorne, um, one of my players, and I, I'm in Marquise, I'm going to talk about you because you've been a blessing to me. And Marquise Thorne played at Southfield. Uh, Marquise Thorne come from Renaissance, and he came from hard life. Mm-hmm. And Marquise get an offer, one offer to Morgan State, he commits. Mm-hmm. And Marquise will call, can't get right, because he couldn't get right. 
and he went to Morgan State. He played freshman year, played, did well, couldn't get right, had to leave. We transferred. Grandparents was communicating, kept sticking with him out. He ended up leaving there. I sent him to Saginaw Valley. Uh, life got in trouble again. Uh, left Saginaw Valley, went to Lawrence Tech, got in trouble there. Um, I said, baby, football's over with. NFL dreams is over with. We need to get a degree. Because you got to get a degree to show your sister that life is real. So he ended up leaving Lawrence Tech, going back to Morgan State, graduated in the first semester with 20 credits or something like that, and he graduated. I always told Marquise, you have to be the lead off. You got to do things right. You got to encourage your sister who went through the same things you went through. But you got to be the first one. I don't care about playing football. I need you to graduate. And he did that. He graduated from Morgan State. It was probably the emotional thing in my life because I know what he'd been through. I could have gave up. I trained for him three times. He'd been in trouble every day and going year. I could have gave up on him, but I didn't because I saw he wanted that help. So I, I, I keep going back to us being a parent and going back, us being a coach. It just ain't playing football, man. Save the souls by encouraging. Mm-hmm. Save the souls by – I mean, and, and a couple of coaches said, man, you missing your time. I'm not wasting my time. Mm-hmm. His sister now is at Central State going to school. That's what's up. And that's what's up. That's what it's all about. And Marquise called me the other day, man, in tears, emotional, thanking me. Just graduated from uh, getting his master's from Davenport. Friend to have a pro day, yep. and they're trying to make the NFL. I don't care if you go to the NFL. Yep. You made it to the NFL because yep. you graduated. You beat all odds in your life. Yeah. And that's what it's all about. That's all it's about. So we got to continue giving our kids opportunities. Shout out to um, Marquise. At, at first, when you first said it, I was kind of like, who are you talking about? And then Marquise played for the Cougars. Yes. Marquise played for the Cougars. So shout out Marquise. That's my little bro. Um, definitely know, you know Marquise. I think Marquise was with McCaskill, right? Yeah. That's the year. Yep. So, yeah, shout out, shout out little bro. Um, but, yeah, man, I, I, you know, as we talking about this, and I think this is going to be such a powerful conversation – most, you know, you mo- most of the most of the connections that I do have, um, there are a lot of connections through football, and a lot of people that um, are my football connections, they know something about managing adversity. So that's a that's a big piece. Of, that's a big piece within football that that really develops you in the real world that you don't oh, even really no know time. until you get to the real world. So now you you know, it's, it's certain things that you that you instill into Marquise that he don't know. Until he get there, now he calling you and saying, "Coach, like he emotional and, and now he understanding why you push him so hard because some people don't have that in their corner and he could have fell off to the wayside." And I know so many people like that, but managing adversity is a is a big key when it comes to um, you know young athletes with the space that you are in. And you know, as we talk about other key focuses, let's talk about. Let, um, let, let me add, let me add to that. Uh, yep. your, Yep. Um, I got a kid is in college. I won't say his name and where he's where he's at. And uh, mm-hmm. he's my he's my guy. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's tough mm-hmm. right now. He's struggling playing. Uh, coach is on his rear end, mm-hmm. and he feels that he doesn't like him, and he feels that he's wasting his time because the coach don't like him. Mm-hmm. So every young kid today don't want to fight through the adversity. Mm-hmm. They feel transferring is the easy way out this deal. Mm-hmm. 
Well, I'm going to transfer. Okay, you can transfer. But the same process or same problems you are dealing with now is going to be bigger there. Now, you talking about managing adversity. This is the process to life. If you can manage this piece of your life by continue fighting, when life gets tough when you get married, with a daughter, with a son, with a puppy or goldfish, you're going to be able to deal with every promise you've been through. Yeah. Football just don't make you run down the field. Football teaches you how to deal with quality of life, yeah. man. It's a resume. Man. Yeah, so you, you have to fight the process. You got to go through the process. When I played, it wasn't no transferring. Mm-hmm. I got to fight every time to just stay on the field. Mm-hmm. You got to do the same. Because if you're trying to be a positive role model in this world, you're trying to be a great father in this world, you got to go through something to get something. Mm-hmm. So it's easy to say no, but stick with that shit and keep fighting, man. Because I'm telling you, and it's tough. You've been through, you've been through some challenges in your football career, and, you, and you've been through some, you coach, man, and I don't know if it's for me, man. They're trying to put me a nickel. They're trying to put me, okay, learn how to play nickel. Mm-hmm. Learn how to play safety. Mm-hmm. Learn how to play corner. Because this is your dream, not mine. Right. Let's make it work. Right. So I, I'm saying to you, managing uh, the process, going through the process, you got to go through the process. Got to. Because there's no other way. And I, we talk about parents allowing you to be kids, allowing you being adults. Okay, act like an adult. Mm-hmm. Fight through it. Let's go. Mm-hmm. But see, the problem is the parents are different. And the parents are really different. They're going to, they try to, no, I want my baby to transfer because I want him be to happy. go to the NFL. I want to be happy. I want to be comfortable. I want to be comfortable. Yeah. NFL, well, you got to go through the process to get to the NFL. So, and, and it's worse than the NFL. So, I, you know, I, I kind of went off on a tangent, man. But oh, you do. I just have to give you the quality of life of what's going on with our kids. And, and the transfer portals right now is triple, yep. triple, 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 triple. Yep. Because nobody want to work for nothing. And it get bad when you got kids being in the transfer portal four or five times. Let me let me let me go to some other key focuses that I know that a lot of people, um, a lot of people know you for. You know, managing adversity is is definitely one. You you know, all of us as athletes have gone through that, and and not just athletes. People outside the athlete world understand that managing adversity through life and how you talk about life gets difficult. That is a major piece, major piece in in day to day. You know, in the day to day life cycle of, of of while we're here on earth and piercing through that is very very important. But kind of talk about um, we talk about other key focuses. Kind of talk a little bit about, um, you know, college advancement because after this piece, we're going to go right into the program. But kind of talk a little bit about college advancement, trainings, and then competitions. How did you, how did you understand and find your way into, you know, molding young men within that, and and then eventually, you know, developing a program within just that, if that makes sense. I, I believe there's a college. There's a place mm-hmm. for everyone. Mm-hmm. Now, so I, I, my encouraging word is everybody who works hard have an opportunity to go to school and play ball. Mm-hmm. I don't care about ball, but I care about getting that degree. Yeah. Right? So you, 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 you have to teach competition. You got to teach consistency. Yeah. You got to teach effort mm-hmm. because you will make it no matter where you go by grinding. When I was coaching you, Dior, and and if I see you slacking up and I know your worth, I'm yelling at you. Mm-hmm. You need to be first. Mm-hmm. You look at me, why? You need to be first because you got to be first in everything you do in life to be successful. Mm-hmm. You're going to be a top power five prospect. You got to get up there. Mm-hmm. 
because the guys on the next level is going to be what? Equal or, or better. better. And not better in skill set, but better in mindset because they want to be first. And you're going to be, you, you come with being third or fourth. Mm-hmm. You lose then. So, you, you, you know, I stayed, I stayed on the boys about being competitive. I stayed on the boys by doing shit right all the time. When you do stuff right all the time, right things happen to you every time. So we got to change our mindset and and do the best we can every chance we get because everybody's watching you, man. So I'm I'm big on competition. I'm big on consistency. I'm big on don't give up on nothing you want. Mm -hmm. If you want it, just keep working. I promise you, you're going to win. But when you you get in your mind and you're going to start smoking weed and and you want to give 40% and expect to get 100% return out, it's never going to happen. So I push them competitively. I teach them to be consistent. I teach them to be give their effort at all times to be number one because that's the only way. That's the only way, man. And, I, I, and the thing about me, normally people do this. They bring all their top five stars and they bring their top players in. Man, listen to everybody, Dior, listen to me, are top players for me. Because it ain't about football, it's about saving souls. Yep. So if I don't push that guy that's chained next to you guy, mm-hmm. I fail him. Yeah. I fail him. I didn't pay him enough attention. So what I'm saying to you guys, I had four and five star athletes. And I'm going to give you an example one of my kids. I had a kid that went on the bus tour with me. Mm-hmm. Mom popped up on the bus tour. He comes over with a bag. Mm-hmm. And I said, hey, what is that? He said, well, I just got diagnosed being diabetic. I don't know about no diabetes. What are you doing? You taking insulin shots? Mm-hmm. I said, yeah. I said, oh, man. Okay, so now I'm freaking. So now I put a coach on him all the time because I was ignorant to the diabetes. I didn't know mm-hmm. what, what happens and the insulin. Do we sleep? I didn't know anything. I didn't have the time to research. I'm on the bus Googling stuff just to try to figure out what I need to do as a father or as a mentor to this kid. Mm-hmm. And he kept sleeping. I'm waking him up. So I was really, it was a really tough trip, right? So... He went to school. I sent him to school. He went to William Penn College. I sent him to college. And uh, I called him all day, man. Hey, man, you taking your medicine? Yeah, coach, I'm taking I said, make sure you take your medicine. I'm just checking on you, man. And uh, if you need something, you, you know, you get coach a call, okay? He said, I will, I will. And uh, I get a call a month later. Uh, they found him dead in his room because he wasn't taking his medication. And he hit me hard. He hit me hard. I said, damn, I didn't call him for a month. I missed missed my call, man, and and destroyed me, man. Mm-hmm. So you you got to maintain consistency. You got to continue doing this shit every day, man, because you want to save all of them, man. And it's tough. It's yep. tough, D. Yep. Yep. Yeah, that's a tough one. That's a tough. Oh one no, there. no doubt. That's a tough one. Um, but but as we you know, and and before I transition into into the program, the Rising Stars recruiting program, um, I definitely want to give some like you know background about you know um people probably know just from following me my audience know and um you know just stuff that I post but coach wins is definitely a, a big a big big impactful individual you know in the state of Michigan and shoot in in many different states because he's connected and we go get to talking about what what is involved in this program when we talk about the bus tour and stuff like that but you know, I'm I'm very very appreciative to, you know, be connected with with Coach Wins as you know as a him being my mentor and almost like a father figure, and then him you know coming into my life really my 
was at me my sophomore junior year mm-hmm. of you know high school and really at that time I knew about you know seven on seven stuff but I I think seven on seven right around that time that's when that stuff started right. taking yeah, off yeah. you know and and I didn't know about if I'm being totally honest I didn't at that time me going to Southfield Southfield really wasn't a powerhouse but I just you know I, I definitely wanted to play ball but I didn't I didn't think about you know um, you know going to that level of where I went to. Really, until you until we start having guys around us, you start coming around and people start saying you need to get in contact with wins. And I'm I'm playing with Max X seven on seven, and we just kind of traveling. But now they telling me that you need to get with wins, and I'm starting to hear your name kind of come up even more with with guys that I'm consider my brothers, and they telling me about you. So that just lets me know how big of an impact that you was making towards older kids that was older than me, and they telling me about you, and then eventually how we developed our relationship and. That was just, you know, a, a big thing because again, I talk to you a lot, even even with my guys in Minnesota, and they tell me we gotta we gotta connect with this guy. We gotta bring our boys from Minnesota to come down to Michigan. And I'm like, we gotta make it happen. We gotta make it happen. But as we go into the next topic, um, let's let's tap into um the Rise of Stars recruiting program. Definitely a big program around the city. Um, a lot of kids, to be totally honest, we just had, you know, we just had um the, the state the state finals this past weekend majority of them kids in each division are tied into this program or with coach wins some type of way I'm just letting y'all know that right now on my platform so definitely you know Detroit Michigan um, the state of Michigan is is becoming more of a bigger bigger football state you know little you know little do do people know but kind of kind of walk me through you know I kind of got some things kind of bulleted but okay. kind of walk me through the recruiting portion of Rising Stars recruiting program. Rising Stars recruiting is just what it states. I'm looking for that guys don't have any stars and, and rise them up to a four-star, five-star by developing physically and mentally. Mm-hmm. Uh, everything I do with the seven-on-seven, bus tours, visits, uh, meetings, mentor meetings, whatever I do is predicated on recruiting. Why? Why, Reggie? Because we want to save our kids. Mm-hmm. And that's why I came out with Rising Stars. We are using football platform to save the souls of our kids and put them into school. Mm-hmm. So I did what everybody else do. People love, they love football. I put football, I do positional work, training, teaching. Uh, I do meetings, mentor meetings. We do uh, bring NFL guys back to talk to the kids yep. and, and just kind of give them that hope that I can make it to the next level by putting that work in. Mm-hmm. And we played seven on seven. I didn't believe in seven on seven because it took away from you developing as a player yeah. because now you think you're the seven on seven NFL player and it's never going to happen because you must work on your skill set yeah. to be that dude. Yeah. And being that dude and you want to become a dude dude so you can get paid, paid. Right? So I, I, I did seven on seven. I came to a grip. So, they want to play it, so I got to do it. Mm-hmm. But I'm gonna do it my way. Right. I'm gonna do it my way. So, right, but you had the camps before. I had a camp. We, we would just be coming out to camps. You had coaches situated for yep. different positions. That's how people was getting developed. Now that I think about That's it, correct. and then you went into the seven oh seven row. That is correct. So what what my model was, and I started out, and I and I taught every position. I did it by myself. So mm-hmm. it, it I just did it because I had fun. I was at Northwood, and I came back home the weekend. And, Pinkney Thomas and Blackwell and my nephew, and I'm out there just teaching all positions. Black play safety, my nephew played corner, my other played uh, pink play receiver, and I taught both sides. Mm-hmm. 
And I'm like, man, I like this mm-hmm. because you're helping people. Yeah. And they came and listened to me. Yeah. And, and so we brought that to front to bring the rising stars. So now I have, right now I have three positional coaches, quarterback, all positions. We do 45 minutes of teaching. Then we do a group teaching of 30 minutes. So it might be inside run. It might be half field. We might be concept-driven, quarters, teaching uh, uh, coverages because it ain't one coverage in the world. Mm-hmm. It's multi-coverage. So my job is to make sure you what you are prepared. prepared. Now, we could have ran man-to-man the whole damn season, but no, it ain't going to do you no good when you're with the Minnesota. Mm-hmm. So I end up putting all that stuff in there, positional work, speed and agility, teaching, uh, uh, seven on seven, and we develop. Yeah. Now, the blessing of God, I probably got 2,000-plus kids in school since I started this mm-hmm. in 2000, uh, 2009, 2008. Okay. Plus, I probably got 15 to 17 in the NFL, some in the CFL, some in the XFL, and some in the USFL. You know what I mean? But that's what it's all about. Mm-hmm. And, and, and you want to make sure you're training and developing. It, I'm telling you, man, the best part about the Dior all the kids I train go watch you play. Mm-hmm. And like, oh my God, I remember he couldn't even walk and chew bubblegum. Mm-hmm. That's the best part about my job. My brand is nothing mm-hmm. without you guys. Mm-hmm. So that's why I came to Riding Stars and he put that pat. I love what I do. Mm-hmm. I love helping kids, but I love kids graduating and doing other shit, man. Yeah. But football, Riding Stars has been phenomenal. I'm just adding, I got an educational piece now, tutoring. Uh, shout out to Miss Terry out there for helping me out with my tutoring program, yep, that's uh, online classes. So anything that have to do with you getting educated about recruiting, yep. playing football, and 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 getting them grades together, yep. I've done that. Now I'm gonna say this to you guys: you can't play football without education, yep. and it's more than one way to skin a cat. And that's my job to give you informed information. I know there's a player or several players. And I know one specifically had a 1-7 junior year, mm-hmm. struggling academically because he had a different, he had a tough life. Got a tutor, got some people to help. In graduating out of high school, four-star, get drafted, played at Michigan State, drafted by the Broncos. And I'm saying to you, if you're struggling right now academically, if you're struggling in life, it is opportunities out there to get you eligible to achieve your dream. Mm-hmm. You just got to get off your rear end and make it happen. Mm-hmm. And, 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 and the key is closed mouth don't get fed. Open your mouth. Ask questions. Mm-hmm. I'm going to give you the answer. If I don't know it, I'm going to call Dior. Yep. So I, I, I'm saying Rising Stars is built on putting people in a situation, developing them, Bus tour is phenomenal. Dior won the bus tour. You're going to have fun. Well, when you win Coach Wins, I say this, you're going to have a great time. Yeah, talk about that. Oh, man. What the bus tour really, really is. It's really, it's really, I'm going to let you talk about it, but it's really about developing those relationships mm. with, those, with those guys from other high schools, developing those relationships with those coaches that, that you got on the bus tour, whether it's that's coaching us back here in Michigan, but also developing and seeing it for our own eyes how coaches is evaluating kids from a collegiate perspective. But it's it's so much. I'm, I'm gonna let you. you it, know. It's it's. I started. This is the seven. This is the 18th year on the bus tour, and I and I've been blessed. I've been blessed because I handpicked the kids that go, mm-hmm. and 
We've been everywhere in the country. We've been everywhere, everywhere. Uh, camp. So we do a summer bus tour. Uh, we do four camps, five camps, and we do multi-visits, about 16, 16 visits maybe, or 12 visits, excuse me. And then we'll go meet and greet with the coaches. We take we do photo shoots. And my, my thought process was I want the kids to see something different than what's in the state of Michigan. So you have an opportunity to find something or play somewhere that you never played before. And I believe this. You went to Minnesota, and we was committed to Wake Forest. Y'all gonna get me beat up by the coach at Wake Forest because he decommitted and went to Minnesota. But I didn't care where he went, Wake Forest or Minnesota. But I believe getting away is a bigger opportunity because your first mindset is to be the best. Mm-hmm. Now, you got your best friend with you. It distorts that because your dog with you mm-hmm. and everything else. Hey, cue dog party. Let's go to the party. Mm-hmm. You know if you're having your butt in the bed, get ready for practice that morning. So I always believe that seeing different things. It challenges you. Oh, yes. It challenges you. Because, but your mindset down is first. Mm-hmm. I, I don't have no friend because I don't trust nobody right now. Yep. Yep. After your first year, you develop that. But the main concern to get in your first year is have your mind right mm-hmm. so that you can be successful on that field and in that classroom. Yep. And you're going to develop some friends in probably the month or probably six months that you trust. Now you're going to hang out with them. Yep. But more or less, I believe the bus tour gave them that opp- opportunity and gave them options, and we enjoyed that. Yeah. But, I mean, uh, my networking is large. Oh, it's very, very large. Large. And that's and, and, and the blessing part about that, man, I, you know how I started out? I sat at the table. My mom died. My mom died. I was depressed as hell. I sit there at the table, and I call, I Google every university in this country. And I started writing numbers down, emails down, and Twitters. Mm -hmm. And I was calling every day. Mm -hmm. You think it was easy? No. Mm -hmm. I sent film. Send me film, coach. Send me film. I sent film. I called. I sent film. It got even got rough. They wouldn't even call me back. And it's the same way now. Mm -hmm. But I kept calling them. I kept calling them. I kept calling them. I ended up getting 10 guys, 10 schools. I ended up getting 15. Probably about 200 now. I can call schools and say, hey, I got this safety, Dior Johnson, out of Southfield, man, 4544. He need a home. Here's the film. Just look at the film and tell me what you think. The blessing part about God, blessing about, uh, blessing part about it is, I was blessed to uh, um, have an eye for talent. Uh, and that helped me out with my recruiting because now the coaches identify that I'm committed. Mm-hmm. They identify that I'm, I'm honest. Because I can't tell Coach Harbaugh that you a dude exactly. and you're not. Yeah. I can't tell Coach Harbaugh, oh, he's the best person ever. Been. He never got in trouble. No, that's baloney. You BSing him. You BSing him. Yeah. So once you once they see like you, you know, you a liar and you bought your you 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 bought your brand. Once they see the quality yes. that you're providing, yes. you know, that's coming out your mouth. You know, you know, and I, I tell parents, a parent called me the other day, like, you sending my son just to division three schools. Uh I'm not. Mm-hmm. That's who calling your son. Now, yeah. I know it's either Division One or Division Two or Division Three or the real. I know. Yeah. Because it's measurables or, or your speed or, or your commitment to being a Division One player. Yeah, I exactly. know that. Right, right. And I, I can't call uh, 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 Mel Tucker or anybody else to say, hey, man, this dude is good, and he's not. I'm not doing that. Because yeah. my name is all I have. And, I, and I, I listen to me, blood, sweat, and tears to get to this point. 
So recruiting came. Uh, I, I love recruiting. I'm a currently now a uh, CFL scout. I'm an NFL consulting. I'm a freaking uh, uh, coach. I've been asked to be an agent multi times. I'm studying just to get the information to learn more about it. It's, it's scouting, NFL agent. Uh, it's the same thing as I'm doing recruiting. Mm-hmm. Order to be a successful agent, you got to have successful relationships. Exactly. So I, I can't send a seven. I can't send a priority free agent to an agent that knows first and second rounds because what they're going to do, nothing, nothing. And I have to know my prior fridge, is he a worker? Mm -hmm. Can I call uh, uh, Dan Campbell, uh, Detroit Lions, say, hey, man, please take this guy Mm -hmm. as a free agent. Mm -hmm. Trust me, he's going to be a dude for you. Mm -hmm. I don't have that relationship in the NFL like that guy in college. I can call 20 coaches right now and get, trust me, take this guy. And I have done that. So it, it, I, I worked at it. I, I you know, I, I fought every day. I call, I text, I email. And my currently process right now, Monday, Wednesday, Friday, I send out email mm-hmm. to subscribe coaches. Yeah. Tuesday, Thursdays, I call. Because it's easy to send an email out. We grown ass men. What's gonna happen? We lazy by nature. Mm-hmm. So we ain't gonna check our email because you know why? Because they get thirty thousand emails probably a day. Yep. Now, if it says rising stars, Reggie wins. Majority of them will pick it up and put it in a, in a folder and hit me back later. Mm-hmm. But if you don't call and follow up, you fail. Yeah. Yeah. You fail. So the bus tour became a networking process for me. I always go visit people I know. Mm-hmm. I always stop by and, and introduce myself with new coaches. Yeah. Because here's the deal. Coaching is a carousel. It's coaches transfer to different universities, and they follow me. Mm-hmm. They call me up. I need your list. I have a list that I have all my top recruits on there by name, Twitter, phone number, GPA, speed, everything. Definitely a help to streamline. You help and streamline that process. Absolutely. That's really what that is. So my job as a recruiter is make your coach easier. Easier. Mm-hmm. And then now, 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 now here's the best part about it. Again, I'm a scout, so I got to have an eye for talent. They call me. Hey, wins. Who is the Dior Johnson kid? Mm-hmm. What can you tell me about him? I know he got a good family, his mom and dad. He got a little brother, phenomenal, good family, good student, about his business. Mm-hmm. Yes, he can play football, multi-position. He can play a little corner, play him in the boundary corner, safety free, mm-hmm. and he plays strong. Mm-hmm. And, we, and, and, and he won a couple games at receiver for us. Mm-hmm. So I, I know this kid. I, I will stamp approval of him and stand on the table for him with my boots on because I know what he's going to capable to do. Now, even good, a good, a good, good thing in this, he's going to go to school and do what he's supposed to do. Because the daddy going to crack his head. Mm-hmm. So he got a team, a family over there. So I, I know this. So they call me and ask me, now, if you don't want to be honest and truthful with yourself, don't come to Rising Star. Because mm-hmm. I'm going to be transparent with you. And I don't give a hell. You can't run a 4-3, 4-1, vertical, short, small, tall. I don't care. But if your effort is good, Dior, you guarantee you go to school. Mm-hmm. You just got to want to go to school. Yeah. Yeah. So... Let me, let me, let me, I ain't even mean to cut you off, coach, but let me have you talk a little bit about, um, before we wrap up this topic, talk a little bit about the parent education. Cause I know you, you kind of, you kind of skipped through it a little bit, but talk about how pivotal and how important that parent education through player recruitment process really is as their kid, um, or their, you know, um, relative is getting recruited and they have you in their corner, but 
sometimes that person can kind of alter how that process goes. So kind of. Hey, look, Heavenly Father, I'm praying on this one because this is this is a, a big topic. This is this is you 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 what a lot of people say your parents make your kids soft as hell. Okay, sometimes you have to be a parent. Mm-hmm. You can't be a parent, a general manager, a football coach, yep. a recruiter, the doctor, cheerleader. You got to be a parent. That means be a coach. That means parent. Parents be a coach. Watch and develop. Allow your son to mature. If you don't know, let somebody show sure. you. Yeah. Okay. So, parents, I know you. I know you love your child, but we can't get caught up in what NFL offers until we teach our kid or our young man to be a man. Mm-hmm. This is big. It's big. This is big. I mean, I, I got people that played in the NFL, and his son is six, six feet or five eleven. And he plays defensive tackle. And he's saying he's going first round. Why? Why? My son is going to school to get an education. He's going to be a doctor. Allow him to be a doctor. You have to know your kid. Not because you wanted him to be a football player, because you was. Know your kid. Don't put that pressure on your child and, 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 and hope he make it. Now you're putting that pressure on mental Awareness is real. So we're going to have to coach our kids up to be the best they can be. Mm-hmm. Back the hell up, parents. Back them up and allow them to fail and allow them to be the football player and allow them to be your son. Mm-hmm. And, and that's what we have to do. Our parents is in the way. You get asked questions. You have meetings. I, have, I talk to parents, man, and I'm telling them about the process, and they telling me about the process. Mm-hmm. Blackwell and both men, I, men Blackwell spoke and said the same thing. If you can't listen, don't come. Right. Technically, I'm the expert. Mm-hmm. I, I'm not an expert on plumbing. I'm not an expert being a doctor. I don't know that. Mm-hmm. Allow me to do my job. Right. If you trust me, I guarantee you get paid. Mm-hmm. If you do what I ask you, I guarantee you get paid. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, don't you, 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 you're not a jack of all trades and master not one. Yep. Parents, allow us to do our job. And trust or find somebody else right. or do the shit yourself. Right. So it's, it's even, I just had a, a talk with another parent and a uh, great parent. And he like, you know, I, um, I'm i texting the coach. Mm-hmm. I said, that's okay. And, and the coach texted him originally. Mm-hmm. I'm okay with that. But allow your son to allocate for himself. Right? right? Because coaches are sensitive creatures. That's just something that we know. Yeah. They get personal. Yeah. No, no. Let him make that call. Let him shoot that text. You text it from his phone or you text it from his DM, from his uh, 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 DM, and allow him to be the advocator for himself. Again, you just be that parent coach mm-hmm. and direct him. And, 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 and that's what we have to work on and, and continue doing. Like, <laughs> this is funny. Championship game. Mm-hmm. Somebody say, hey. Uh, good job. Mm-hmm. Good job. We rich. Mm-hmm. What are you talking about? Top prospect in the country. We rich. Really? What do that have to do with anything? Mm-hmm. The mindset of that individual scares me. Yeah. What if he doesn't make to be rich? Mm-hmm. What is going to happen? Mm-hmm. Trust me, you can be on top today and fall tomorrow. Because mm-hmm. they don't judge you. On the base on 
your last performance. So as a parent, please, 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 please allow your baby to grow. Allow your baby to be that guy. But you, 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 you can't control the narrative. You can't talk to coaches. You can't get offended. The, the, the parents, <laughs> I mean, I'm saying stories, Dior, is I see parents get mad mm-hmm. because a coach talked to another player and didn't talk to him that much. Mm-hmm. It's okay. That school's not for you. Yeah. Let's go find somewhere else, some other schools. So parents, we have to know our role. Be parents yeah. because let the experts do their job. Don't be afraid to ask questions. Yeah. I'm a consultant. I'm a parent as well. And, and just give you a, a funny story. Um, I rolled my son when he was little. I rolled his back because he was dynamic. I coached him harder than everybody else because I wanted him to be great. Mm-hmm. He didn't want to be great. Mm-hmm. He just wanted his daddy to be there. Mm-hmm. And I didn't realize that until I got older. Mm-hmm. You know, he told me, he said, Daddy, I'm not playing football anymore. It's okay. He said, because you want me to play more than I want to play. And, and, and I backed off mm-hmm. because it's not my dream and not my life. Mm-hmm. Yes, he was good. And my daughter played basketball, and the table turned because my wife was on my daughter yeah. by missing shots, mm-hmm. dropping the ball. But I told my wife, she's going to be successful, successful no matter what. You know why? Her effort is 100%. So what I did as a father, I changed my, my, my tone. I went back. She come to me and said, Daddy, can we go shoot shoot baskets? I work on my shot. Or, Daddy, can you, you call Charlene so I can get some training? Mm-hmm. Let's go. I backed out. I allowed this professional to be professionals. Mm-hmm. And it helped me. My daughter, I was graduated from Western Michigan, played uh, four years of high school, uh, did very well. And it just didn't teach her how to be a basketball player. It's taught her how to work for what she wants in life. Yep. Yep. So, parents, I love you. Just just uh, be a parent and enjoy your son process. And, and I, I say this to you guys, and, and if you know me, you know my story, but your kids is not going to be here all the time. Mm-hmm. Enjoy them. Mm-hmm. Don't pressure them. Know them. Teach them. Because my son has been dead for seven, eight years, mm-hmm. and I swear for God, there's days I want them days back. Parents, back up and just love your baby because this mental awareness is real. It's real. Yes, sir. Big, big jewels, big, big, um, you know, that definitely was just some stuff that a lot of people is going to resonate to. And, you know, a lot, a lot of this stuff that we're talking about is very, very important. And I think a lot of people is going to have some big takeaways from this conversation that we have, and especially just on that topic of parent education and how big that is when you have a, a big, you know, a big hand in your in your child's life. You know, so and it's and it's always baffling to me just to to hear you know coaches speak, um, or just to have me evaluate how close in proximity sports is related to real life. Oh yes. So you talking about effort? Oh, I already know my daughter gonna be good at whatever she because her effort just within ever sports she you could just it's a fact. It's literally a fact, and it's not even it's not it's nothing he's making up. This is literally a fact for any anybody that's putting in work at whatever they do is really going to translate. Depending on who their coach is, depending on who pushing them, it's going to translate to every single thing. But I want to transition because I know we kind of pushing up on some time. But um, as we transition, and, and as you guys hearing, you know, um, you know, coach talking about some of these stories. He got so many stories, but. 
we're going to transition into um, Southfield football history. So mm-hmm. we're going to talk a little bit about, you know, what just happened this past weekend. Um, you know, my, I'm an alumni of Southfield High. They just won their first championship. Um, they just won their first championship in Division One at that um, in school history. So that's really, really big for our program. It's really, really big for the community yeah. of Southfield, period. And and it's crazy that I say that because I, I actually feel that because I feel like it's really going to make a difference after this year of what they just did. And under Coach Marshall, it's going to make a real big difference, especially with the program going forward. I really just feel that and I, and I see it. And with me going to practice every single day since I've been home, um, you know, visiting for the holidays, I can, you know, I can just tell that they got the right coaches in place specifically just from that family tree of where I came from. So kind of, you know, what I'm going to talk about when we talk about Southfield football history, um, again, I told you guys that Coach Wins, he came in my life, um, I want to say around my 2013, 20, it was 2012, 2013, that was like my sophomore year. That's when he got into my life. And around that time, um, we definitely had some coaches at Southfield High School um, that was there for about, I don't know, they probably was there for maybe about eight to ten years, and they was running that whole program um, a certain way, but one thing that I do appreciate about those coaches, you know, uh, Coach Conley, um, Coach Johnson, um, those two individuals that Coach Johnson was, you know, our D coordinator and Coach Conley was our head, our head coach. You know, some people get on them about a lot of stuff, but one thing that they had there was a, a culture. They had a culture. You walk through them, you walk through them hallways, or um, you know. We around each other. It's it's almost militant, but not in a negative way. It was just militant. We you know we abided by the law. We abided by 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 just being respectful to to whoever we kind of came across, and and they had it ran to a T just like that. So I'm gonna have you talk a little bit about the cultures and the culture of what you kind of experienced when you was you know when you was there. Coaching, yeah. You know, I, I um first of all shout out to Aaron Marshall. Yep, shout out uh, to Coach Marshall. Did some unbelievable things this year. Uh, had a lot of hurdles to jump to get to this point. And I, I told Aaron this, is that God is good when you believe. You believe and you achieve. So you've been through a lot, and, and you know what I'm talking about through the whole season. And I need a good no detail, but I'm proud of you, little bro, and that's a great job. Now, Southfield, every coach in the state of Michigan want to be a Southfield coach. Why, Coach Wins? They have the most talent ever seen. Mm-hmm. I transitioned from West Bloomfield where my son played. I was a defensive coordinator over there for like five years. Mm-hmm. And then uh, Ron Bellamy got the job. I ended up coaching with Bellamy and I came to Southfield to help Coach Conley out. Mm-hmm. Now, funny story, Coach Conley was a, uh, didn't like me mm-hmm. when I was at the defensive coordinator at, uh, South, at West Bloomfield. Mm-hmm. And we did some 707 and my guys was really physical. He didn't like that. So we argued, but we and him became best of friends. Mm-hmm. So when I came over to Southfield, when I'm telling you the Dior Johnson, the Ray Bufers, we had, sweet God, sweet Jesus, 19 scholarship players and probably about 13 Division One. I was second there Division One. And before, you know, you're talking about my year, but I got it written down here because that's, that's one thing that I want you to talk about is just the talent that, cunt, that came through Southfield. Before my time, I graduated 2015, and Coach Williams has been around the game – you know, a long, long time. Before I got there, was it was so many kids in Malik McDowell, Lawrence Marshall. Lawrence Marshall, shout out to Lawrence Marshall. He's on the staff at Southfield. You had Leviticus, Leviticus. You had Ron Thompson. You had so many kids that I could really, truly name off. And if I'm being totally honest, 
when I would go to camps, when you took us on this bus tour and we went to that um, Ohio State, Ooh. Friday Friday Night Lights or whatever it was called, I can't remember, Coach Combs, Ohio State coach, the DB coach at Ohio State, you know, he was telling us to do a drill and I wasn't understanding what he was saying. And then next thing you know, he he's snapping them. He like, that's one thing about y'all Southfield kids. Y'all got all the talent in the world, but y'all just seem not to get together. He amounted that out to like championships. And I wasn't understanding that at the time, but really what he was saying is that y'all got all the talent that I've seen, like almost in the city, uh, in, the, in the state of, or in the, you know, in that city in Michigan. So it was just kind of baffling for me to be at that age that I was at and hearing that from a coach, you know, so. And and and, and he's exactly right. I mean, we had shit. Malik got drafted second. Lawrence got picked up probably in a free agent. Mm-hmm. Nick Jones got drafted seventh. Yeah. Uh, Fuqua got opportunity. Uh, we we had. Chooks. Chooks is playing for the Steelers. Yeah. Um, when I tell you we had amazing, amazing Southfield run, mm-hmm. I can tell you. I can write a book today on predicated on the recruiting that I did for Southfield. I was a recruiter. I was <laughs> I was the only high school recruiting department mm-hmm. at Southfield. Coaches was calling the state on me because I was putting the kids in school yeah. left and right. D two, D three, D one, D one double A, Q dog, um, Marshall uh, Cry, Cry, Jordan yeah. Cry, yep, and. Uh, uh, Jordan Cry ended up playing at Morgan State, just crossed cube, congrats, dog. And um, he went and he played his butt off. Mm-hmm. But when you win, stuff happens for you. When you work, stuff happens for you. When you grind, it's going to happen. And and shout out to Coach Conley. He put some good stuff together. He worked our butt off. Coach Jones, you can't forget Coach Jones, man. That was the dude. Said Coach Johnson, excuse me. Coach, Coach Johnson is another – Another um, oh, individual yeah. on um, the staff currently right now, he's the DB coach. But Coach Jones is who I meant to say, our defensive coordinator. That's probably one of the – outside of Coach Wins, yeah. Coach Jones is probably the most impactful individual, one of the most impactful individuals that I've had as a coach in my life. Hey, hey, hey I'm telling you, we can write a book about Jones, mm-hmm. all the teams, the fights, uh, the battles. An agent or a news reporter from Pittsburgh asked me, Coach wins. How did practice go with Malik McDowell, Lawrence Marshall, Lion King, Chris Williams versus Chooks? I said, you better strap your helmet on, get your popcorn because it's on. Because mm-hmm. that's why them guys yeah. were them guys because iron shop iron. Yeah. It's the same way on defense. Mm-hmm. Dior, Ray Buford, uh, Jamar Antoine, mm-hmm. uh, Charles Harris. Charles Harris. Uh, yep. Uh, 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 Jacob Stutter. Yep. I mean, we had so many dude dudes yep. on that team, and it was unbelievable. Yep. And everybody's afraid. They called the state on us every week. They cheating. They got players illegally. Okay. They got a recruiter. It's homegrown. Yeah, it, them dudes was dudes. Mm-hmm. So I mean, everybody. And I mean, everybody in the state wanted to be a head coach at Southfield because the talent was unbelievable. Yeah. Well. I definitely want to end that off, you know, with with we're talking a little bit about Southfield, and again, shout out to Southfield High School or South, Southfield A and T. I'm a Southfield High alumni. They they merged Lathrop and and High, so you know how I feel about that. Most of my people in my audience is probably going to be Southfield High people, but again, they they merged the schools. They did a real big thing for the community. So shout out again to Coach Marshall. Um, shout out to Coach Wins again for having you on this podcast and have you on this platform. This is really a big. 
Um, it really means a lot to me. Um, and so many people is going to be tuned in to this podcast because they kind of looking up to me saying, keep going, you're doing your thing with the platform. So now, again, I'm going to start turning some stuff up. I'm glad you you introduced me to to my guy, Santi Lucas. Shout out to him. I'm going to, you know, put put him on my handles and, and, and make sure you guys network with him. But definitely a, um, a, a impactful um, episode here with uh, Perfecting Progression. Make sure you guys check this out. I'm going to make sure it's out and um, again, you know, make sure if you guys want to learn more about Rising Stars program, tap in with Coach Reggie Wins. I'll provide all information. And um, again, signing out, perfecting progression, tap in. Um, or one more. One more. This is this, yeah. this a nugget for the parents. And uh, please get involved with your education of your child. Yeah. Go to the department. Uh, go to your counselor. Understand the cores he need to be eligible. Just don't be a cheerleader and be a parent doing your part. Thank you. Thank you for having me, D.U. I appreciate it. Yes, sir. Yes, sir.